Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip hop? Right here, what we're going to do is go back. This is Capri. This is Dante. And I'm Mika. And we are enjoying, or I am enjoying, another cookie. <laughs> I feel like a fatty today. Just two. Oh, okay. I think so I'm you figure. <laughs> figure you'll get another one? Yeah. What's this, peanut butter? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. You want one? Uh-huh. I'm good. Girl, we didn't drink because it was, uh, we didn't drink because it was, uh, Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday. No, I just didn't have any. Oh, okay. And we didn't go get none. I thought okay. about it. Yeah, I thought about getting I did more. see them little bottles of uh, the Stella, Stella Wax. Wax. They got the big bottles in the store, too. Like the 7-Eleven and stuff. I said it. I was going to buy some more of that. Is that what we it's had last time? That uh-huh. one that we thought was real good? That yeah. was real good. They got uh-huh. it at uh, Walgreens for like uh-huh. $13. Uh-huh. I seen the Walgreens. I was like, uh-huh. ooh, I could get us some personal bottles. We still haven't like celebrated our like six-month well, yeah, we have mark. To. We are next week. This week. We are this week on Thursday. And we got a trap karaoke. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then we gotta go to a place called um Shell Shack. What's that? Seafood. Oh shoot, you oh, can't do yeah. seafood. Yes I can. You know okay. She well she ain't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll do it anyway. I had shrimp today. Oh okay. Well listen, just don't swear. Well that place looks good. So Friday. <laughs> okay, so Mika let me tell you the ritual. So I mean I guess it ain't really a ritual, but the last time what we did. So we got there. We had to run from the, I mean, because we left like, what, about four, mm-hmm. five, 4.35. Drove down, got there, had to get dressed, get to try karaoke. They did try karaoke, got drunk, did, I think, whatever. Okay, so then I had an adventure afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an adventure afterwards, so I didn't make it back to the next morning. We slept till oh, yeah, Friday. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, okay. to to um check out. Yes. Slept to check out. Got up. Girl, we slept till check out. Oh my god. We were so hungover. Yes. Shut up. We kicked it. <laughs> because after we went to trap karaoke, we went out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went out afterwards to okay. some I don't know what kind of place that was. I don't either. Yeah. So we went out. We went to our cousin's house and we went out. Okay, that's what's up then. Yeah. So and then she left me. Yeah, I, love I had you. to go back to the hotel by myself, and then I Uber back. So hush. Yeah. So, but at least I got Mika this time. Exactly. If you decide, to, I know what yeah. I've done that to, yeah. to get. Okay, her. so I was on some <laughs> other stuff that weekend, but I had a purpose in mind, and my purpose was served, and that's all I needed. I only needed it one time. That one time. So, but that was weird. He would be, you know, when I thought about like people repackaging um, vibrators and neatly putting the back. After I left his, he would definitely probably be that kind of person. Repackage it. I used to say he was like a queen freak. Girl, the, his watches was laid perfect. Like his, was nothing out of place. Like, it, and he didn't know I was coming over there. That was one of them just on the way. I'm, hey, what you doing? I'm on my way, girl. And that house was too clean. Now, I don't That's know if it's. Mm-hmm. No. 
That's what's up. It, no. No, Mika. Not at all? <laughs> no. Because he got a son and everything. Like, that means you got that baby train trained. I mean, which I guess That's is not good, a bad though. thing. Yeah. That's good. But depends on how bad it is, though. You know? Yeah, because you might have some OCD going on up in there. Yeah, and I don't want you, you be to be mad at Because that is Mine don't think like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> if mine come over... And something um, you might be, you might be real frustrated dealing with me. Take your shoes off at the door, what? especially okay. that little boy who got mud everywhere and don't care about being ashy, dirty, wet, nothing. Yeah, that one might frustrate you. You might get a little frustrated if you got OCD like this. Sure so right. that was just a little different to me. I need you to be, a, you know, I don't need you to be dirty. I need you exactly. to be clean though. I need I you to be too. clean, you but I don't need nasty. you to be like. Um, neat freak. Like if something move out of this place, you got you to know move it, it back. Because <laughs> like, I'm gonna be like, okay. Because to me, like if a man house is real nasty to me, like his hygiene is probably that way too. To me, I don't um, know. I don't know if that go together. Because I think a lot of men struggle with like keeping up a home. Like I don't, nah, you know, I don't know. If you just live in like real nasty. Now, if you live in we're not like hoarders, kind of like me. throwing your clothes out of the phone. But I don't know because I don't know. Some men is just like not the whole like even my husband used to throw like I'd be like you don't see the basket like right there, but all his like his underwear and his tank tops used to end up right on the floor beside the basket, like right beside the basket Instead that you probably in could the have. Basket. Is it in the basket? Like you could have picked it up and just put it right in the basket, like a couple inches away. But you know he was always you know. Clean as shit, you know, but he probably looked for me, knew I was going to clean it up. So, you know, but most men that say by themselves, they probably ain't got nobody clean it up. They're like, oh, well, but I hope they wash their ass. I mean, what's the name is clean? He's, I mean, a person, like his body and stuff is clean. Like he does well with, now, I've been around some people and been like, I ain't never coming back down in this direction region ever because I smell <laughs> like, it's just to me no, like if no, you live if yeah. your house it's one thing when your house is messy but when it's nasty if you can't even really clean up what make me what make you me think that you're washing your body good that you care enough to do that you but not care your... more to do that than you do about mm-hmm. getting in the creases of your house or, yeah. i just think i don't know i think it depends on the person i have been around some people and i'm like but that's like women who got nasty ass houses and you hell see yeah. them and they dress the hell up from Head to toe, honey. She have weave is laid. Her outfit is, is nice, girl. She probably cares more her. about what this look like than what this look like. Yeah. I didn't see. I've literally met people like that. I actually have um, a cousin who, if you saw her, you would be like, she puts it together very well. But if you saw her house, you'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> like, honey, okay. this don't match. It don't match people, at all. Some people just don't match. I mean, that's true, but I don't but know. But if you're a man and say though. you're a man and I walk in your house, you just got the regular bed. You might not. You got your TV on, a little TV stand, and you got your little basket, and you might have little clothes, socks, or drawers, something. You know, and then in your, your living room, you might have a, you know, me and Lava have beer cans, you know, the thing. And it's just like a few, but you know, your floor, you know, you just ain't leaving shit where it's like, I can't stand like nigga, especially if you smoke and you got the blunt stuff around, you got ashes around. I go in your bathroom and you got the little paper things on the floor that you couldn't pick. See, that fucking shit irritates the fuck out of me. And I'm just going <laughs> to tell you like, I mean, did you just not have time to clean up? Because I don't know. I just can't do the whole... 
A food just sitting there stacked up. Oh, yeah, no. Stuff like that. That's no. nasty or even dishes in your sink like that. Like, you know, I go in your kitchen and you got just cups everywhere. Or you got cups in your room that probably been... Like, nigga, you couldn't pick that shit up? Yeah, because I feel like... Um, what's the name? Um, I had a friend whose house was just real, like... That shit was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> what lives underneath all this shit in here? Exactly. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why is this yeah. shit everywhere like this? Like, it's not just like, you know. Because, I, like I said, I've been around, what's the name? His house isn't, like, the cleanest. Of course, I know I've cleaned it up before for him. But, like, it's not like you could tell he a bachelor. And he don't care. Girl, I used to, every time I was over there, I was the person changing at the toilet tissue. Because he would have the new toilet room tissue. Yeah, right sitting there. on the, sitting in beside the, the stool. Sitting beside the stool. Put that the, shit on the goddamn in the, roll. in the roll, guys. Just, that's just actually when he's on the roll. It's always on the roll. Oh, that's good. He's when look, I he's, he, he looked like he neat freak, though, kind of. He's not a neat freak, but he's not nasty either. Yeah. Yeah. So he cleans up. See, as long as you ain't nasty. Yeah, he cleans up. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my thing. Because, you know, after a while, you know, you could tell somebody in the first, you know, shit. Tico used to get up early and girl beat it and bleached everything, washed everything. You know, as long as I know you ain't nasty. Yeah. And you willing to clean up some shit. You but if you just out. not. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you're just nasty, living in a nasty environment. I just, I'm to me, I'm going to just think your body ain't that clean. Okay. That's just me. There's some other issues. Yes. Yeah. That's just me. I don't understandable. It's your balls with the balls smell like. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you ever put your bath on it, you're supposed to kiss around it to to make sure Mm-mm. if you get a whip or anything. First of all, if you put right. your mouth on it, he better have just got out the shower. Because right. men stink too. A girl, oh, but that's yes. why when people talk about sticking their fingers up men's butts and stuff, that's my thing. Like, I don't think, I don't care how neat, how clean, how anything men are. I just don't think that men are the cleanest creatures like i think by nature they just kind of you know they, they it's okay for them to sweat and kind of be a little icky from time to time that's why you should always get in the shower so that's what i'm saying like you, you need to get it but i've still i've i've met some men that you know don't even wash between like you have to be like no you can't just wash over it you got to wash between it like exactly you you know i sh- your mama clearly wasn't standing there when you was washing over it for years okay. and so now your girlfriend's standing in here with you and she like no, nah, baby, you got to wash between, not just over. If if you thirty, <laughs> if you twenty five, twenty one and over, and I gotta tell you that you gotta wash between, that's probably it. We ain't gonna make it. <laughs> if you don't know that by now. If you gotta wash between and not over, yeah, like in my twenties, uh-uh. I had you got. And to I wash would hate. I even hate for me to even call you and be like, "Hey, stop by, you know, when you leave her." Uh, no, sir. Right. I mean, if I ain't never took no shower at your house or nothing. And nine times out of ten, I'm not going to stop by your house and we not going to play no games like that. If I ain't going home and take a shower now, you can, hey, listen, what about I call you in about an hour because I'm going to have to run home. Right. Take a shower. Right. I can come by after. But yeah, if it ain't freshly all, you know, I'm cleaned up for you. <laughs> yeah. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to yeah. work for me. Well, see, I get in the shower at somebody else's house quick. See, well, and I, and I won't really. Well, okay, I'll take that back. It depends on what your your bathroom situation looked like. Because I done been in some people's houses and their bathroom situation just was very questionable. So I'm like, oh, I don't remember ever taking a shower in nobody's just, house. I, I mean, I 
just come home and take a shower. Usually. I just, so if you I, go over there before you, like after an event, you go take you come home and take a shower. Because if I come home, I done been so drunk sometimes that I can't make it to both places. So I got to make it to one or the other. But it so got, if it I get home, somebody, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't remember I ain't going back out. I don't think so I ever took no shower at nobody's house. You haven't? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I don't remember. Ever. Hmm. Girl, I, again, I didn't have them nights. It's either one or the other. So if you asking me to come over and I'd make it to my own house, I ain't getting back out. Yeah. It depends on the night. Now. It depends on, like, if, I mean, if you're not, like, really intoxicated. Like, I'm not really. But, no, it's like, if y'all on that type of level and you've been over there and took a shower before, that's all, you know, hey, you know, I just left the club, I'm going to have to jump in the shower, you got it. Right. Not if, you know. Not if this is new. Not even if it's not new. If I, like, even if we just, you know, been on that type of level for a while and I, we ain't on that level, I'm not going to take my no shower at your I mean, yeah. I, you know, Kyle hit me up. I need to go to the house, take See, care I of some would. things. And... I would take a shower at their house. Mm-mm. If I've been there, if I've been in, in like space we, for a while, yeah, I would. Yeah, if we've been in each other's space and I've had, you know, we didn't, to the point where I didn't spend a night and I feel comfortable, but I ain't, yeah. Yeah. I ain't never been, mm-hmm. hmm. Look at look at our bougie over here. She said, I'm not taking a shower in I will, I would. <laughs> we have to be on a level, though, where... But I just, I guess, I don't well, know. on the level if you can sit in like the dating, with them. dating type. So I'm not, can, not a fuck partner. So you couldn't spend the, you couldn't take, take a shower with your fuck partner. And my fuck partner, it depends on what type of level we own. That's what I'm saying. But how can you fuck them and can't take a shower with their house? No, I'm saying it would have to depend on the level. We would have to be somewhere where we've been fucking for years, not and spent a night maybe at your house or something. But it wouldn't be no fuck partner because I don't spend a night with fuck partners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's two different things. Either we gonna be on cool terms where we kind of you know we like each right. other and we doing that, or we fuck partners. Fuck partners, I don't feel like I should spend a night at your house. I'm gonna go home take my. I'm going to take a shower at my own house and I'm gonna come by your house, stop through, and I'll be there for about thirty minutes and I'm gonna see you later today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, it depends on what side of town you live on. I can't be doing all of this back and forth. Or you should have called me earlier. I'm just going to tell you no then. Right. Because if you just like, if it's, you didn't call me wee hours of the morning and I got to go home and I got to come back to your house and you say far, then it's just no. Right. Yeah. Because you should have let me know at the beginning of the week. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, now, if it's a fuck partner and I got to you all the way on the other side of town and I'm in the middle between exactly. my house and your house, no, I ain't no, that's different. Yeah, I wouldn't go all the Now, we would have to be on some type of level, and I could, probably would come yeah. in and have to be like, oh, you know, I need to take a shower, you know, but right. we'd have to be on that right. level. I just ain't never been, I guess, you know, yeah. outside of people that I've been with, been real relationships, and so we would have, and they'd be at my house, so. Right. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like, I actually like this whole thing coming to, to the house. That's my to house. To your house. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Although, at this point, so... We recording this shit every time I say it. At this point, I'm not giving nobody else the address to my house. Well, I would hope not. If you ain't got the address at this point, you ain't getting it. That makes sense, though. Because the situation I got currently going on. No, that's some bullshit. The fact that you still calling and texting, and or not texting, because I don't know if you're texting. But then he started calling me from, like, other random numbers. Did you tell him to stop calling? No, because he didn't call back. Okay. But he called yesterday, right? Yeah, but I, he called yesterday... Um, yesterday afternoon, but he didn't call back after I had talked to her. He didn't call back, but he I called from like a rent, like his job or some shit. Like just try telling him to stop calling because she haven't told him to but stop calling. Yeah, y'all talked on a few occasions, and all of a sudden now it's stalker shit. Like that's weird. That is weird. that just mean he got stalker shit in his blood altogether. Oh, he like, do. 
You know what I'm saying? That's some weird shit. Yeah. Fact, I haven't had sex with you. I ain't been... How about I ain't seen you in 13 years outside of a picture on you ain't touched his hand, kissed him, or nothing. I ain't shit. touched That's your hand, kissed you. I ain't done nothing but work in a building that you worked in. I ain't never done nothing with you. And you calling and calling and calling and calling and calling and shit like that. Like, what the fuck? That's um, weird You gotta shit. just tell him to stop calling. Yeah, like, listen. And then if he can just keep on, then, exactly. take, you know, take action. Yeah. But, but like yes. I told you, I need to be around, like, one of my other devices so I can record it. Right. So yes. I have proof that I've been telling him, like, just stop calling me. Yes. I wonder if he has, like, driven around your apartment trying to see if he see you. I'm wondering. Because he know where it's at, right? I mean, he's got the address. Do he know the name of the apartments? I mean, no, I didn't tell him the name of it. Oh, he's got the address. Nobody random, because, you know, sometimes I'll oh, get a random. Oh, he has the address? Yeah, but I haven't get, like, so I get, okay, so this is the thing, like, <clears throat> that Wednesday, he was like, um... I want to come through and say hi. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But I only gave him the address to the complex. Like, I didn't tell him my building number, my house okay, number. And I gave him the code to the gate so they could call me when he got oh, there. Shit. But no, you can't just get in my gate. Okay. You got to call me. Like, nobody has a code to, like, but you know, you can no follow guy. behind somebody. Yes, but you can follow behind somebody into it. But he got lost. So he called me and was like, man, my GPS is tripping. I don't know where I'm going. I'm lost. So. He never made it. I don't know where he made it to. But he said he only made it up to this Circle K, which is like, you know that Circle K on the other side of the Bronx? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He only made it that far. Okay. So he didn't make it over to the other space. But, I mean, it's a lot of different, like, smaller complex things over there, too. So, like I told her, I'm just hoping that he ain't bright enough to, like, Do he know what kind of car put it drive? together. Mm-mm. He don't know what kind of car I drive. He don't know, like, the building I'm in. None of that. I have thought about that. Like, I mean, I guess you could be just, like, driving through my complex. Yeah, and, like, one day, like, just see me. So, like, one day I was getting out the car, girl, and I hesitated. I don't never hesitate to get out the car in my unit. Even if I'm going, like, I done been to the gym and shit at, like, 5 in the morning. I ain't never hesitated to get out. And the other day I hesitated. Like, it was dark, and I thought about it. And I looked around to make sure, like, the cars that I noticed or that I recognized was there. And, like, it didn't look like nobody was just, like, creeping or nothing. Like, yeah, that shit's scary. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's scary when it's somebody you don't even know. Because you really, I mean, we just worked with him, but that was really it. But you really don't really know him and know how he's thinking. Exactly. And his thought process. Because for him to even keep calling, like, that's crazy. Private. Yes. Other numbers. That's weird. Because clearly I don't want to talk to you because I haven't answered the phone. So why are you calling? Exactly. And then one time I did answer the phone, I answered to see if it, just to make sure. Because I was like, okay, maybe it's somebody else. You know, I don't know. Because. I'd be like, you know, just assuming. And for a while, I was just assuming. You know, I didn't got four missed calls on one day, eight missed calls another day, five on another day. It's just random, like, weird exactly. shit. And so I was like, well, you know, let me pick up and try. And I picked up, and he was on the other line, and I just hung up. That day was nine missed calls. Like, why do you keep calling me? I didn't even say nothing to you. You said hello. I recognized your voice, and I hung up. Like, I ain't said nothing to him since then. Like, we ain't talked since the conversation Last week, when I was like, I'm good, don't worry about it, not interested, cool. Blocked him, and I was done. But you've been calling and calling and calling me ever since? Like, and that's the other thing, because, like, I don't really do, like, people just showing up at my house or just showing up around. Like, that's why I'm real, like, I'm real particular about that kind of stuff, because I got kids. Like, that's, that's creepy shit. as hell. Creepy, very. 
Yeah, you might have to put a VPL on him if he keeps exactly. calling. You know, I thought about that too, because I was like, how much more of this do you have to take from a person before you finally just be like, okay, you something's wrong with you. Right. Well, that's obvious. Exactly. <laughs> like, something's really wrong with you. Like, uh, now you got to be questioning my safety. And I thought about that yesterday when I was like, damn, he's still fucking calling? And when he called yesterday, we was in a funeral. And then after that, he called a couple more times. And then he called from, like, a work, like, a advanced auto number. So, I don't even know who the hell they were. I was like, why would somebody be calling me from there? But it was in between them calls. So, I was like, I don't know nobody that work or nothing like that. And I do know he got a part-time job. Don't answer none of that shit. Mm-mm. So, I was like, what the hell? Well, she might have to answer just to tell him. Like, to record it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, exactly. you know, please don't call me again or whatever. However you're going to say yes. it to him and then be done with it. And then if he's still calling, then. I mean, like, I know last week we was laughing about it, but that shit is not funny anymore. No, it's not funny. It's not funny Not when you're still calling. Not yeah. when you're still calling. It was funny last week, but it ain't funny no more. It ain't. So. Yeah, at this point, it's getting scary. Yeah. Because it's like, uh... uh right, what are you doing? <laughs> Look, I watch too many Lifetime movies. Okay. Girl. Like, nasty. Boy, don't make me... You told me you wanted to yeah. be with me. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Girl, I thought of it yesterday. I was, I was so creeped out yesterday. And the thing, I was just like, I just thank God. Like, that... You know, and it's like I t- keep telling Dante, like, God's provision and God's protection. Because it wasn't nobody but God that hung, them, that hung that phone up. It was. because ooh, just And he never figured out. He'd be the one that stayed, you know, because I had a homegirl one time. Girl that, you know, stopped messing with a guy. And he came behind, you know, on the windows and her door and wouldn't leave until the police came. Girl, yeah. So, thank God, he, you know, you didn't give him the actual address. And he knew where you say you invite him over and you feel like maybe this ain't it. Like, hey. Right. You know, this is not what I'm looking for. Right. And he know where you stay. That'd be some fucked up shit because he'd have been like, man, I He'd have been knocking on the door. Why you ain't answering my call and shit? In yeah. my window and shit with my kid, girl. Kids are, yeah. Ugh. Thank you, God. Okay. That's what I told her. I said, you don't even know when God is protecting you sometimes. And Lord Jesus, he hung up that phone. He was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Click. <laughs> like, he told her, you talking too much. <laughs> right? hey, you telling too much. Too much. I mean, <laughs> because you don't know. I mean, and that's why I was telling somebody else, like, you don't think anything of it because it's somebody I worked with. Like, exactly. I didn't, you know, and that's the thing. I, I guess that's the other part about things is we get too comfortable in situations, but I didn't think nothing of it. I, he was one of my coworkers, you know, so... It wasn't like I ever got creepy vibes from him then. Exactly. Like, hell no. So, anywho. So, um, all of anyone listening, if Capri comes up missing, <laughs> something else going on, you guys know, hit up my girls because okay. they will know exactly who to start looking for. So, anyway, um, so we got a question last week, after the recording last week. So, one of our fans that listens to us a lot... Um, send me a question, and he asked, um, he said, ladies, do you want a man to lead you, or do you want to be an equal par- in an equal partnership? What y'all think? I, I would rather have a man to lead me, but I've always ended up in those type of equal partnership <laughs> relationships <laughs> where we have to split everything down the middle. Because, you know, back in the day, you know, when we was raised, the man paid the bills, you know, you stayed at home, whatever the that looks like. You know, I don't know if I could ever be that wife to stay at home and depend on a man. But I would have a problem with a man actually leading me. So is it not possible to do both? I want both. 
I think it's pos. I think it's possible to be in an equal partnership. Well, okay. When you say equal, do you, are you saying equal as in fifty fifty? Like we split everything fifty fifty. Basically, yeah. I don't want to do that either. I don't either. I don't want to split everything fifty. That's what I say. So you want him to lead you? Yeah, but but being treated as an equal. Yeah, I want to be treated as an equal. Yeah, so you know, I don't want to be. I don't want a man to lead me to the point to where, um, you know, I can't make decisions. Everything have to go through him. My oh, opinion yeah. really don't matter because I know sometimes you know the men have the final say. So exactly. in situations like this, so that when I think of equal partnership, my my thoughts, my opinions matter just as much as yours do. Exactly. But I want you to believe me at the same time. That's true. So um, that's why I said, is it not possible to have both? Because I think that you yeah, can have an equal partnership so. with someone and still allow them to lead. So, um, the way that they say submission is supposed to work or like supposed to happen is you're supposed to, um, be like in an equal partnership where we talk and we confide and we like, we talk about things. Like he didn't just make a decision about the family. He doesn't just make a decision about what's going to happen. You guys talk about those kind of things. And if we can't agree, then he gets the final say. Or maybe then he says, you know, because then he's supposed to be the leader of the home. So you're supposed to trust that he will make a decision that works best for y'all. Look at me. Now get, she I mean, like, I'm just no, saying. No, <laughs> oh, no. is that what that means? <laughs> I mean, so then he's supposed to ultimately make a decision that then, um, but I mean, it's the same thing that you do with your kids. Like, yeah, we I talk about I, it, you know, and I get that, you know, we don't want to compare it to kids wise, but if we're talking like order in your home. Like, you trust that he follows God because God is supposed to be the head of your household. So then he's making decisions for your family that he's consulted with God on. So that's, he's not no longer, he's no longer consulting with you. He's now consulting with God. This is supposed to be like how the triangle is supposed to work. Right. So, yeah. So I could see that. I I wouldn't mind my husband doing that. You know, like if we can't agree, but still take my opinion and what I'm saying, you know, into account. We talk about it, you know, whatever. Don't just disregard everything that I have to say. I'm going to have to work right. on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to work think, on that all together. I don't think that yeah. at all things. So, say, for instance, like, um, an example would be he's getting a job promotion that's in another state. So, then we sit down, we talk about it, and it just makes better sense for us to move. But I'm attached to where we're at. Not because of any thing that makes me attached I'm just attached I mean this is familiar this is what I've always done this is always you know this is just my familiar grounds but it's a better move for the family to move somewhere else he feel it's in the best interest I mean exactly. but even if you but even you know I mean y'all sat down and talked about it y'all talked about it financially it's a better move you know educationally it's a better move for the kids you know y'all have looked into different homes you've looked into different things like it levels the family up in a way that would be beneficial for your family versus staying here but your only reason for staying is well my mama lived down the street and so I don't really want to leave my mama you know you have some people like that or my family's here like I don't you know I don't want to leave my family that's you (laughs) what would you do in that situation if, if that scenario was you would you go? I'm not the perfect person to ask that to because say for instance my job said you know like if his job was saying that you know they can move him I probably would just it probably wouldn't be no conversation which I know is probably horrible because my family is here and I can't see like unless and I'm just being honest unless and I used to tell him that because he wanted to move but I'm like unless we can move my mama and my sister and my brother want to move their family but what if maybe 
you moving into that space puts you in a financial a financial space to be able to eventually move them there. I mean, so like well, I said, you guys I might as well stay about- here until you get to that financial space where I can move them. Because that's just how close I am to my mom, my sister, my brother. I get that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so then in those spaces, are we saying that I trust my husband to make a decision to say, okay, this is not something I'm comfortable with. But I trust that he's not going to do anything in this space that's going to put us in danger. Me being here because my family is here is ultimately not always the best decision. Because what if him being here, his job pays less, y'all struggling on the bills, you're trying to figure out how to make it from one end to the next. And then I can send my husband off. But then you you got women who send their husbands off and you mad when you become somebody else's husband. Because you... But it's a lot of relationships like that, marriages like that, where the husband is in a whole other state. Yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. But then you just sent your husband off. And he, hopefully, I mean, again, if you saying that he's this trustworthy man, hopefully you can trust him on no, there, too. No, because that, I mean, you still got to take care of your marriage. You, you can't trust him. I mean, I'm, that's like my husband being like, you know, well, well, you know, because what if it's the other way around? I don't think you can get mad at that, though. Like, if you, if you decide to But that should be like go, how we said at the beginning. That should always be something maybe we talked about at the beginning. Like, because I, I will tell you at the very beginning, that's where that communication going to have to come at the very beginning of that relationship. Like, do you want to ever move out of Oklahoma? You know what I'm saying? And he like, heck yeah, this is not where I plan to be. I need to know that from the beginning. Because I'm going to tell you from the beginning, I'm not the one to just jump up and move from Oklahoma because of this, this, and that. You know, and if you're not good with that, we probably don't need to go ahead and continue with this relationship But that's what I'm saying. But what if he just didn't know? This is just something that, you know, because y'all do recognize, like, blessings come sometimes in spaces that you just, you know, he was talking to somebody. Somebody was like, oh, you have a degree in X, Y, and Z. I got a friend that lives up in New York who can put you on. And you talking about a $150,000 job there. And he's just been making little $40,000, $50,000 here. Like, it's best for our family. I'm not saying New York because New York's a little more expensive. But I'm just saying, saying, but if you go in a space and you look and it's financially best for your family it it, it literally it levels up your family but it, it still, levels up the thing i get all that but it still go back to to the person at the end of the day because sometimes money might not be important family might be more yes. important than making you know but i mean you can bring dollars. your family you at this point you can't do nothing you, for your i don't family think you can here. really just bring your family it's you up can, to your family you may be they want to yeah. leave though it is definitely up so to family they, they might not want to so go. when you get a husband are you supposed to always take into consideration what your family was? No, you're not supposed to. But I, <laughs> I again, saying. before I got married, mine knew. You know, he knew if I move, then that would be something that I need to be like, hey, because I've talked about it to my sister and brothers before, like, would y'all be willing to move? And both of them have jobs where they can, you know, they spouses and everything, you know. So we've talked about just up and moving, but I'm not moving without them. Like, I, I can't see being away from my siblings and my, you know, because we just grew up together. We've been really, really close. I understand that. I can leave my siblings, but when my mom was alive, I felt that way. Yeah. So it was like I would never move out of Oklahoma. And I remember at one point, um, Trigary had talked about doing, like, active military, which would require moving, you know, every three every years three, yeah. or whatever. And I wasn't willing to do that. Because I didn't want to leave my mom. Now, exactly. if I had a husband that was like, okay, let's, you know, I got a better opportunity, I would do it. Okay. In my job, I could transfer my job, then exactly. I would do it. So, but now, I mean, I'm not I think, attached to really anything here in Oklahoma. So, Right. But I think that that's where it comes into that play. Because we say we want a man that leads. But then, when he gets to leading, 
we like, um, what well, you, doing? you need to take yeah. into consideration the fact that when we first started okay. this process, I told you I wasn't leaving my mama. Okay. Like, uh, but this is a better thing for us and our family <clears throat> as a family. And no money's not always a number one thing, but if it puts us in a position to be able to create a legacy for our family, why wouldn't we do it? Because we're not just here every day to just live for ourselves. We have to start taking into consideration the generations behind us. So if you if we living in a space where we can't even where we can barely make it ourselves and you're going to put us in a position maybe even for a couple of years where I have to be without my family so that we can be in a position to be able to then start generating generational wealth then what am I doing like and I think that there are some women who are like well my mama's more important well okay well what happens when your mother dies what happens when we die cuz at this point we ain't got shit to leave behind we just going to go. <laughs> like, and I get that part. Like, maybe we need to start taking into consideration those kind of things. And um, so I think that that's the difference between being like, oh, we want a man to lead. Because that's what they, like, not necessarily saying that's the perfect, like, dynamic. But that's generally when they say, like, a man leading a household, he's supposed to consult with God. And then you and him consult because you guys are in an equal partnership with each other. So he he comes to you, he consults with you, he talks to you about how things are going. But ultimately, the decision should be made up, left up to him to be able to make a decision for your family. And if you trust in his relationship with God, then you trust that whatever he does, he moves in a space that helps your family. So what happens if he makes a decision for the family? I'm just getting playing devil's advocate. And the decision he makes for the family is not a good decision. Then do you then go in and get mad at him for making that decision? Because a lot of us will be like, well, the reason why I'm up here in the first place is because you got this job. And I told you that if you just would have left us back home. You know, that's going to be your first thought process anyway. Yeah, you now, probably blame should you, Yeah, you're going to blame him. But should you probably say it out loud? Mm, probably not. But nine times out of ten, you know, especially when you get to that point, you're going to probably say them words that you probably shouldn't say. I mean, it's but going to come out eventually. Yeah. Though. But okay, but the thing is, are you then resenting him for making decisions for the family? Because if you trust him to make decisions for the family and you said, okay, I trust that this is what we're doing. You're leading me. I, I'm following your, your lead. Yes, you're human. You make errors. You make, you make, um, you're going to make a mistake from time to time. Am I really resenting you for making decisions for the family? So am I really truly okay with the fact that you're leading? Or am I only allowing you to lead because in my mind, I think this is what you're supposed to do. I haven't really sold myself on the idea that you're supposed to be leading because I think, I think that that's okay. what happens. I think you could be okay with a person leading and still have those feelings because you are human. Mm, but I think that sometimes we have resentment because we really don't trust you anyway. Like I didn't really trust your move. I didn't really trust what you were doing. I didn't really trust the fact that you're doing this. I'm only letting you lead because I feel like this is what you're supposed to do. So I don't really trust that what you're doing anyway, because even if he's human, if you're human, but you also recognize he's human, then you also recognize that he may lead us in spaces sometimes that he thought might have been a good idea. Acrimony. That he thought might have been a good idea. He thought might be good for the family. He thought might be a good space for us to be in. And it wasn't really, I never saw it. And so am I pushing you to see something different? Like, am I really trusting you in that space? And that's the issue right there because I guess sometimes if you can't even, if you don't even trust him in that space, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, and I know that's probably not right, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to go with the whole thing that I'm going to let you make that final decision because if I got in the back of my mind anyway that I 
I know I should let him be a man, you know what I'm saying? But I don't even trust it in the back of my mind anyway that she probably going to make the best decision and you didn't lay it out to me everything. And I'm still thinking in the back of my mind, this don't sound like it's going to be the best decision for us. But I'm like, let me let him be a man and do it. Mm, I, I'm just going to struggle with that because I'm probably going to say, hell no, we're not doing this. But I don't think that's not letting a, a man lead because you disagree with one decision. Like if, if you allow him to lead, say, 95% of the time, but... Every now and then, you don't trust it because I mean, he is human at the end of the day. Of the and, I day. Get that part. and so, you can't always make this, you, your decision isn't always the best. But I think, I don't think that is that every decision you make is going to be the best. I don't think that that's the thing. I think and if that I know it's not the best, I'm not going to go along with it. But if I, I think if that I that's can what really we, truly see it, exactly. that this is truly a bad move okay. for us. So, let me tell you what happens. And so I think this is where we struggle with this. We've talked about it on several occasions, the submissive portion of black women, because a lot of us have grown up in spaces where we've made decisions for ourselves. And so if it's a bad decision and I made it myself, shit, I ain't got nobody to blame but me. Exactly. But if I'm in a relationship with someone who I said, I trust my everything with you till death do us part. I vow to you to be your wife. To be the woman who's going to stand by your side no matter what. I should. There should be no spaces where I stop and tell you I knew you shouldn't have because that turns him down as a man. Because then how am I supposed to build him up to believe the trust that maybe maybe this time you made a mistake. No, and maybe I, I you get did all that. that. But, I get all so that. you trust him. He made a bad mistake. Y'all up in New York. All of a sudden, you know, this job didn't fail through. Because the company didn't went bankrupt. But that's not his fault. No, that ain't his fault. But let's just say that, the you know, y'all moved. Company break. Now, all of a sudden, now, y'all ain't got, you know what I'm saying? This money ain't saved up. Y'all just can't move back to where you come from. At some point in time, as a woman, you any, start to resent any it. woman. You gonna resent them at some point. I, and any woman doesn't do that, though. That's the thing. And I think sometimes because we are so independent that we, a little maybe a little quicker than others, we point that out instead of just letting you take that fall because you don't think he doesn't understand it. You don't think he don't feel it. So we want to tell you. But that's not my personality to be doing that. Like, oh, I told you we shouldn't have did this. It's it's a, okay, let's figure but it's this gonna out. Happen. Uh-uh, it's hold on. First of, all, first of all, what? Don't tell me about no personality. So let me tell you this. We in the car yesterday leaving your um, grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> we get out to, um, we go all the way down to Marla the King. And she say, when you get to 2030, Martin Luther King, turn right. She say this before we get down there. Uh-huh. When we on Martin Luther King, she say, I turn left because we got to get to 23rd to turn right. <laughs> and uh, she say, I know I told you to turn right. Uh, wait. Whole nother voice. Whole nother person came out in it. And I said, well, you said turn right on 23rd and Martin Luther King. Like, we on, we on, okay. we on like 20, like maybe 20th in Martin Luther King at this point. So I got to turn left to get there. So she, I don't want to hear her say because she ain't got to yell at you. But I the felt so, I was kind of intimidated. I, I was like, wait, who is this? I had to tell her, I said, I don't think I ever met that person before. Who is that? <laughs> and you probably might not have to say too much to your man, but I bet your voice I bet it's like, I told you, because she's going to be like, I told you we shouldn't have came all the way down here. It ain't going to have, that's, and that's that might all, be it. That's all you need to say. And you that might be, be all that you have like, to say. I told you not to da 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 da. But I think sometimes the thing is the doubt, because they already know, I think, sometimes that they've made bad decisions. 
or that they've taken a job that you said you probably shouldn't do that. And we like to be the ones who kind of sarcastically say, kind of told you that, but we won't say it. So instead of saying, baby, it's okay, you know, I understand it didn't work out. We'll figure it out from here. And keeping all my negativity pushed back here don't mean that I'm being um, stupid in the situation or that I'm not acknowledging the situation. I think sometimes what it means is <clears throat> I'm allowing, I'm, I'm going to take care of your ego because if I continue to take care of you as my man, you'll continue to take care of us as your family. And so sometimes just being a little more gentler about how we do things will probably help a little bit more. So I'm going to use my own marriage as an example. So I remember when I was working at the lighting place and I got the job offer at the FAA. And I remember talking to my husband about it. And I'm like, hey, you know, I got this job offer. Um, I don't really know, you know, whatever. So he told me, um, I don't think you should take it because it's a further drive. And it's this and that. he pointed out all the bad. I went against it and I took the job. And then, you know, I took the job and because I'm looking at the, you know, the job description, I'm like, okay, and I'm looking future-wise. Future-wise, I'm like, this is a better fit for me. It's more of a career for me. Um, you know, I feel like I could do better in life if I take this job. But he was like so against it. So at that point, I went, I went against my husband. But I'm glad that I did. So I do not think that, you know, your, your man is the... They can't always give you the best advice. Because if, what if I would have just saying, okay, well, he's the lead, leader of my household, so I'm going to just go with what he's saying and then just be stuck at this job forever because he don't think I should take a different job. Well, then I think you also have to know your mate. So then there's also those things where when we we're dating and we're recording, we're having conversations with, our, with the men that we're dating. We probably shouldn't know whether or not this is a cheerleader and somebody who's going to have your back and who's going to want you to do no, what's best. And it's who's not even want that. What if he it? just felt that was just the best decision because the job I mean, that was, was too his far? Decision. It was his decision. You know, he may, be th- he may have thought he was telling her the best things, like point out right. what, you know, the cons was versus, you know, some of the pros. Like, but, if the only, but if the only con is that's too far of a drive. That probably wasn't the only con. No, though. I mean, I think he it was like some other stuff in there he was saying or whatever. And, you know, you've been out there for years and, you know, just different stuff. Exactly. He was like, Wayne, this is a new job. You know, just stuff like that. But I went against everything that he was saying and did what I felt was best. Because sometimes you have, I, I feel like, and I understand that in a marriage you probably got to consider your mate, but sometimes when it comes to, like, careers and things like that, I mean, sometimes, because it's going to be me doing it, so I'm going to make the best decision for me in the end of the day. I'm trying to figure out, so what, how would you feel? I mean, I, I want to be in a relationship where I allow my husband to lead, and I'm also an equal partner, and if he made a decision in a space that i ultimately didn't agree I would try to figure out a way to be able to submit myself or humble myself enough to allow him to be okay with making those kind but of you decisions. Wouldn't be upset that if I mean made I may decision. I may be upset but I don't need to tell him I'm upset and sometimes it's just that's easier said than done and that's with anybody it's just easier said than done like where I'm not gonna be like I probably again like I said you probably shouldn't say it but sometimes you know how many times have you been in an argument with your mate or your spouse or and said some things that you probably shouldn't have said. Now, again, y'all probably going to work it out and make maybe mean, make it happen. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a, depends on the situation altogether, the relationship. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, even if he messed up, I got to come. You know, even if we got to figure out a way where we got to come together to fix it. But sometimes you might be like, this is what the fuck I told you. That's what I'm saying. I Eventually, mean, you might, you know, like I said, be humble and not say anything, but it may come out. Like, but that's what I'm saying. So are you truly letting a man lead you if that's the attitude you have? 
I ain't never let no man okay there you go just because it may come out (laughs) no just because there is spaces where you may resent somebody for making a decision that pisses you off i think i think you can still let him lead you and be okay with him leaving with you and still having those feelings because you're human. You're gonna I'm gonna have say feelings. I'm gonna definitely say with limits because I mean if if I continuously so let let's just allow be you, real and say that how you can allow a man to lead you with limits. I'm saying it with limits. Yeah. I am because I you know you make so many decisions that at some point you didn't make too many bad decisions and it's not for the best of our whole lifestyle and whatever the case, how that looks, our whole, yeah. But I don't know that I can just wholeheartedly put my 100% trust in a person in general. I don't know that I can So that was the question. The question is, do you want a man to lead you? I do. Or do you want an equal partner? And what you're saying is you you want somebody to lead (laughs) you. It depends. But it depends on the person and the decisions they make and how often they make the decisions and whether or not you agree with the decisions. I mean, like she said, if he's making the majority of the decisions are bad decisions, then Then I would say you ain't going to make those decisions no more. Because sometimes I know when I get on the phone with my customers, y'all, and it it just irritates the shit out of me. If I'm talking to this woman and I'm telling, you know, you didn't call me. Now, you called me. And we talking about, you know, your situation as far as, like, your entertainment needs or whatever. And I didn't told you. You didn't call me to save some money. I didn't gave you everything in the book that's going to save some money. And you tell me after all this 45-minute conversation that you need to talk to your husband. What? <laughs> that's just me because I, I don't, I've never talked to mine about any thing like that. I just don't. I'll make the damn decision. I'm going to tell him what I did after the fact. And hopefully he trusts it. Because I'm not going to make, you know what I'm saying? Any type, if it's something as far as, you know, we saving money and I know I didn't been through it and I know what that looks like and I know you really don't handle that. I'm going to make the decision. So when women tell me sometimes like, oh, I got to talk to my husband because he makes, I don't know how much we pay for this because he handles that. Or I don't know how much he does because he handles that. And I've never been that type of woman because I'm not going to let you handle anything because God forbid if something happens and you're no longer there. Like these older women and their husbands that went on and he didn't pay these bills all their life. And all of a sudden they didn't got three months behind because they don't even know who the fuck they got for their services. They don't know how much the fuck the bill is. And all of a sudden, you know, they like, well, why is my bill? Ma'am, because you ain't paid in three months. That's why. Well, my husband died about four months ago and he handled everything. Well, that's the problem. But that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna need y'all to get it together, women. So I think some men like the idea of, or again, we say submissive and being submissive and blah 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 and letting people lead. But I think some of us are okay with you leading with limits. Yes. I mean, but what? But but then, how does he know when those limits? Just whenever he he don't know. He don't know. Because I'm gonna tell him (laughs) when you make (laughs) when he comes to talk to me. I'm gonna say, "Well, doesn't sound good." And then if if I say it three times, the conversation is over. I said it don't sound like it's a good idea. Like but that, that's it. But that's so that's the problem I think that some men have. Even though Dante likes to say it's not just black women, I think white women have black women gonna be I'm more vocal women. with it. Black, black women, women is are gonna more, be more vocal. Black women is more vocal. I think um, no, I don't black think women, white is women aren't, as, vocal. aren't as vocal about it. No, no I agree with that part. But I'm just yeah. saying whether they agree or not is a difference. An issue. What I'm what well, I'm just saying an issue. If if the husband made a bad decision, I think they would still have an issue with it. How vocal they are is probably different. Exactly, and that's but the I'm problem because sometimes be we should bite our tongue. Probably more black women need to bite their tongue and not say it. And that's but, all I'm saying. You know, other nationalities may back they bite their tongue, even though they might go tell their friend on the phone when she getting a girl. Okay, bye. I'm I'm gonna leave and go to the grocery <laughs> store. She got Susan. 
Bitch, he did it again. He invested all the money, and I told him, yeah. So we just go, we gonna tell him right then and there. Listen, bad fucking decision. We not gonna do it. But she may not tell him that she gonna. I bet all of, I bet her friends know though that she don't. And he, agree but to and he decision. feels better about the situation because he feels like she, uh, she agree, or she's she understands, and she's understanding, and she's. And she follows better, and she's yes. and she's more submissive. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they I'm, don't have problems with it. What I'm, I'm saying told, is, yeah, they just, they just less don't local. say anything Because about I've it. been told that, you know, like, you, you don't, you know, like, I've been told, like, in my marriage, like, I didn't support him in a lot of things he do. But if it don't sound right to me, now, you like, you sit down and we talking about this, and it just don't sound right, like this financial adventure that you want to take. Now, you want to do what? You know, and she may not say nothing, but I'm asking, I'll, no, we're not doing that. We What? No, we're not doing that. Where she may not have said nothing. Yeah, and, but I think you know, sometimes, so example, um, my friend that we always talk about, that was her thing. She just basically was like, you want to do what? You, you want to be a firefighter? She never saw the dream. And so you want to do what? You want to buy a truck? I think you need to buy this kind of car. And... You get to the other side of things, and when he starts talking, he's like, it would have been in my best interest to do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes I think we're not necessarily making decisions. We're making it because to us, we don't see the dream, and we don't see the end goal, and we don't see that it would be in the best interest of our husband. you know that person, though. But not necessarily, because it may take, because it took him eight years to get there. And that's okay, though. But if but you then, see if if you see that he's that type of person that's gonna strive to do his best. Now, if you giving me just like that man on acrimony that you're talking about, he just constantly trying to invent this product, and you not seeing nothing going behind it. But I'm constantly giving, giving, giving. Like I'm giving you all this money. I'm giving. That's not the type of person that I can't see the dream. No, nigga, we gonna be broke and in the fucking homeless house before we see this dream. And I'm not gonna do that. But I think sometimes those are conversations that we are lacking or clearly missing somewhere in the midst of dating before I become your wife. Because when I become your wife, I'm invested in your dream because we want them invested in ours. We do. But again, to a certain level where I'm not just, we not dishing out this money and we basically, nigga, we ain't got nothing in the bank accounts. We barely living paycheck to paycheck. Nigga, we got to borrow money from my mama, your mama, whoever that may look like to pay our bills because you keep investing in some shit that ain't going nowhere. Right. No, I'm not doing that. So I just think that sometimes, and I say that, but I think sometimes even without education, we're combative about it. Even without recognizing whether or not it'd be best, good, nothing, it just don't sound right to us. I don't like that idea, so I'm just not gonna go. I'm just not gonna follow behind it. And I think sometimes also we need to be a little more invested in the idea of following up with it. Like, is it a good idea? What does this look like? How can we do this and make sure that be. beneficial medic makes it beneficial for? Because if we're invested in it together, if we're an equal partner, that means we're invested in it together. And so somewhere in this process, maybe I need to be looking into it as well as you're looking into well, it. Well, I think you should be open to hearing about it and like you know uh, doing course. some research and stuff like that. Not shoot it down as soon as the person bring it to you. But if it's not the um. You know, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely open to listening. But if I sit there and I'm listening, and all of a sudden, you know, I, and I'm okay with going with it, but all of a sudden, it, it financially, it's not the best decision because all we doing is dishing money out here, 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 and especially if this is all your dream that you're looking forward to, and you're not bringing in no money with it, 
Yeah, that's going to be an issue for me. It's just my money that we dishing because all of a sudden you got this dream and you out here trying to find it, but you ain't got no job either. And well, just yeah. to, I mean, but he had a job. He had a couple of jobs. It's no, just, honestly, like I said, for that know. space, in that situation, she just basically shot down anything that didn't line up with what she felt like was... Then she wasn't a person for him. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so a lot of men are with women who are just literally shooting down dreams and visions and things, and they have zero reasons to do it. But just because I just don't believe in it, or I don't see it, or it wasn't my future, or it just wasn't what I decided... And so, again, when you have those conversations, that's another thing. We talked about not rushing into marriage and not running into trying to be somebody's husband or somebody's wife or whatever. But sitting down and having those valuable conversations. I'm sure if we look at Nipsey Hussle, one of them girls didn't think he was coming off the corner. And he probably didn't. (laughs) Ever. But what I'm saying is somebody, he had all these dreams. To somebody, those were dreams. No, but I think... That without some- dollars, without money, without anything to them, to somebody, those were simply just dreams. But sometimes a person's conversation, though, you can kind of... Like, even you though, can. like, they sitting on the corner, you can have the, a conversation with them and tell, like, where they want to be. Yeah, this is where I'm at right now, but this is not... And this it don't sound like no stay. bullshit ass yeah. conversation. So, I can... So, with somebody like that i can see your vision with you yeah this mm-hmm. is where you at right now and i know you're on the corner but if you speaking like yeah i want to own some properties i want to invest in this you know conversations that you're not getting from other people and you see him so making you, those steps so towards i can it. see so that. question so how do you see that if we at the very beginning of stages you and can we see ain't got it. a pot to piss in a window to throw it out of because the other assumption is like i said we see his dream we see the fruition of his dream we see the other side of his dream at some point, he was on that corner every day making that money, trying to bring to, to, to fruition that dream. Depends on what he was doing with his money. He Maybe he was sitting some back for his investment. And we don't know that, though. So there might have been somebody on the other side of that who had to try to watch what that was supposed to look like. So yeah, you're out all night. You're not doing, you know, you're not bringing home, you know, you bring home pennies and dimes and then you want to save the pennies and dimes. Hell, the baby, we need some diapers for the baby. The baby needs some milk. Like, and you trying to save money when you out here hustling. No, you still got to take care of you. Know, but that's what I'm saying. But even if your your hustle may be what you need to put up, but you may, again, I'm just saying, some dreams, sometimes, we can't see the end the end to it. And to go back to what we were saying, if you're saying you want someone to lead, sometimes I think we have to be in a space where we're okay with you leading. That's all I'm saying. And like we can't be so combative to the space of, well, you lead me, but X, Y, and Z, and I got about 15 different lists of shit that you got to follow before I'm a let you go like we just said leave with <laughs> okay that's all that's all i can say yeah there, there you go so, yeah yeah, um, yeah i mean yeah. shit so you know i got about 15 different stipulations that you gotta meet first because if i'm yeah. strongly strongly against something and i truly feel in my heart that is not the right decision i can't go with it i probably won't go with it so so that's me so but, equal partnership Leading with limits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an equal partnership. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's an equal partner. I don't think it's leading with limits. I think it's hard for, like, it's any business. It's hard for them to lead with limits. But, again, I completely understand because I'm, I'm a black woman and I've dealt with a lot of shit on my own. And you make too many damn decisions, I'm going to start saying, hell no. 
You know, at some point, you I gotta take we gotta take into consideration our family what's going on. If I'm paying for every goddamn thing, if okay, look, so you might need to start investing in your own dream at some point, and then I and then if I'm investing in your dream, and then you you get a two dollar job, and then your two dollar job is just investing in your dream, and it's not, it's 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 naturally we've been raised to look at shit like yeah, that. Because what if he leading and he running y'all right on down into the ground? Like, I mean, I'm not going mean, to agree with you investing all of our savings into exactly. a project. But I, Some, might, but I might need to, maybe, I might but, need to but, back out and let you do that because the man in Amazon did that and it, look where his wife got him. And I think sometimes the thing is we don't, we're not, our vision is not big enough for that. We don't expand it long enough and far enough, and we don't have the patience to to yeah, let but you go. Look at how many. Yeah, we talking about Amazon, but how many people have invested their money and don't have anything? Exactly. So I mean, it can really go either way. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm okay with. I'm supporting your dream, and I'm okay with you investing some of our money. But to take take our balance down to zero, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Uh, I might let you do it a time or two because I feel like you can resave, you can rebuild a savings, but. Um, I don't know about a third or fourth or fifth or sixth that we just keep draining the savings and we can't get a tire for the car. Like, I don't know that I'm st- I'm okay with just walking down that road. But to some point, some extent, somebody has struggled with a millionaire. Oh, definitely. Somebody struggled with a man oh, who had absolutely. a dream who didn't... That's true. That you a didn't see the dream. Had, right. Yeah. That you didn't see the dream. He barely saw the dream. You know? yeah, he was in there investing in the dream and you just kept pushing towards the dream and maybe you had to hold him down through the dream. Anyway, but that's been a long conversation. Okay, so let's kind of touch on another conversation <laughs> like we got this a little week. Bit of time. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about discussing bullying, and I think it, you know, which is a big thing right now. So this week, I've already told you guys, was you know, one of my little headaches, you know, going forward this week is, you know, my daughter had got uh, got a call from her school, and basically uh, one of the assistant principals saying that basic she couldn't come back to school, you know, this past week for some days, you know, because it was a situation reported that she had been bullying. And so, you know, basically I'm like, okay, so, you know, I had to meet with the administration or whatever, which, you know, uh, at that time, you know, I'm over there with family, you know, when I get the call and I'm explaining the situation to them. And they're like, no, I can't see her doing it. I'm like, oh, you know, knowing my daughter, you know, she's that going to be when she grows up, definitely that alpha female <laughs> because she definitely, gonna, she stands her grounds on any means necessary when it comes to her. But they were just saying that, you know, the little girl had actually considered, you know, committing suicide. So I thought that would be a good conversation because I've actually seen a lot of stories here recently where kids are committing suicide. So we goes up to the school, you know what I'm saying? And well, before we go up to the school for one, you know, I was with family late. So Jake and I didn't get home till late, you know, to get back to Jake or whatever. And um, so when I get to her, I tell, you know, that day she had to stay with me. You know, we're getting ready for the funeral or whatever. But what I made her do was, because I'm like, and I have made her done this more than once. But, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm a, I ain't going to whoop her. I need to hear the conversation because my sister and kept trying to explain to me that, you know, well, maybe it's that, you know, Jayden and the little girl and her, yeah, are getting into it, you know. And maybe it's that the fact that, she, you know, my baby is coming back harder, you know, and the little girl is just not built that way to go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, handle what she's coming back towards. 
And I'm like, okay, so, you know, when I, you know, the next day I makes her, you know, watch bullying videos. And to me, you know, I feel like in girl, and even when I went up to school, I had told them, you know, because in our community, we don't think maybe a lot of black kids commit suicide, but I wanted her to realize that it, black kids do it too. So, girl, that whole day before uh, she was out of school, before I met with him, the day before we had met with him, girl, I made her watch. Girl, I actually Googled on YouTube black kids that have committed suicide and made her sit and watch these videos of these parents talking, you know, about, you know, their kid coming in and seeing their kid there. Girl, I made her write uh, girl, an essay about bullying. I made her write an apology letter. And then when we go up there, you know, they just telling me how she has a lot of influence on these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like she takes, she's in that leadership role. She plays a lot. And these kids have a lot of, she got a lot of just influence over these kids where her, this, her actual opinions matter to them. You know, and I was trying to explain to her, you know, basically in a meeting, like, if you got that much influence over these kids, baby, you, I mean, why not use it in a positive way? Why is you being so mean? You know what I'm saying? And I guess kids don't realize that just, you know, she was saying that she was playing with the little girl. And I guess it was wrote in the little girl's thing that the little girl said that Jaden said she was playing. But the fact of the matter is everybody don't play like that. And everybody can't take situations the way you do. So it was like, you know, girls, it took me a lot to get to the point like, you know, don't go home and whoop the shit out of this baby. Make her realize that. I'm glad that you did that because it, it was. It's really important that you made her read it, watch videos, write, do an essay, and do an apology letter so she can actually see. Because um, I pulled this up and it said, like, girls from between the ages of 10 to 14 um, are more at risk of committing suicide because of bullying. Yes. And, I mean, and she's in that age range. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm saying, and then, like, statistically, one in five kids report that they've been bullied. Yep. And it said, um, it also said about 160,000 kids stay home every day um, because of the fear of bullying and not just wanting to go to school so even like you know sometimes I think even getting bullied you know how you don't feel like you can come to your parents and actually probably say like I'm being bullied you may make excuses up about just not going to school or not wanting to do you know what I'm saying yeah and that's why I try to you know make her understand because in your eyesight you may not think well she said something girl that was her thing that she just kept on well she was talking about she was talking about me, too. She was talking about my mom, and she was talking about my daddy. And, you know, she was doing this and this and that. And I just, you know, they kept on saying my sister. You know, it's just that she just came back harder. She did. And things that she say, you know, probably hit home. Because, like, you know, we was trying to explain to her. She got the little girl a bum. Girl, but the fact of the matter is, you know, like, my cousin was asking her, like, do you know, you know, do you know what she's going home to? You know what I'm saying? Maybe she really feels as if she's a bum. And when you said that, it really hit home. Like, damn. You know, like, you, you live a certain way and you think, like, everybody else may live on some type of certain level, but you don't even know if you, she going home to get a full, like, a hot-cooked meal that night. Like, stop, you can't say anything to these kids. Like, if you if you don't want to be her friend, my girl, what I told her is, like, just don't be a friend then. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's making y'all be friends, but it doesn't call for you to go say something to this little girl where you feel like, you know, you're going to hurt her to her core. Right. And that's what I think, girl, my child will do. Well, like, see, I was, and it's hard to believe, I got bullied in school. Uh, <laughs> my therapist looked at me when I told her that, and she was like, you were bullied? And I was like, 
Well, yes. But what um, I was smaller than a lot of the girls. And so they always just, I mean, I was an easy target. You know, I had a girl once just come up just on random and just hit me in my nose. Blood just running down, my, down, running down my shirt. I was like in middle school. Um, I used to have um, one time that I was told that I fought so hard, but they were planning to drag me to the bathroom to set my hair on fire. And I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. It's this like group of girls like dragging me, and I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. And I guess I put up enough fight that they let me go. But then I later found out that their plan was to drag me to the bathroom and try to burn my hair. Why? I don't know. I just was a target and I just for a long time I was a target and I used to be really like um not saying nothing I don't like confrontation I know people think oh you're so strong you're assertive your your voice is strong you da 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 I used to didn't like that and I can not relate to the part of like wanting to kill myself because I never ever got to that space but Going to school every single day was hard because it was like, well, damn, they tried to drag me to the bathroom yesterday. And, you know, I had a mom who wasn't really like, who didn't really fight for me, who didn't really defend me, who like I would go home. Like I would get letters in my locker. You know, they called me names. They talked about me. And it wasn't nothing but the grace of God that I never really thought about doing anything to myself. It was just really hard to go to school every day to that, you know. So and how long did it happen? Did it was it this just one school year? No, or you it was with years. years. Oh, that's. Weird. I was like in fifth grade, probably fifth grade when it started. It was probably my sophomore year when it actually like people just like backed off. And what ended up happening is I got really, really like I started getting angry. Okay. And so when we saw talk about like my anger issues and things that created anger within me, that would had a huge part of why I was really angry and really mad because like I just never understood it. Like I didn't I never really like could understand like why I come to school and just randomly one day y'all want to drag me to the to the bathroom or somebody has a problem with me. They want to fight me over this boy who I they you just saw him talk to me yesterday. We walking down the hall and so this is a problem. Like it was always something and for years it was like that. That's you talking 5 years. It was like that. And um I got to, I remember just thinking like when I got to eight, when I was in 8th grade, I finally started just thinking of ways that I could like defend myself. Like so um if I could just do this, or if I somebody said something, and it, that was like, like, um, you know, I was little, like I was little, like y'all see, Anaya, Anaya's thicker than I am, I, she is. Oh wow, I was she's small, little, yeah. like I was olive oils, I was little, and so like especially in middle school, I was real little, I was tall and lanky, and then I had glasses, and then my mama didn't really like keep up with the glass. It was just, and I was just so, I was nerdy. Do you think the suicide thing now is because um, kids see it? I think kids because media? I yes. think it's because kids see it. They have more access to it. Cause I had thoughts of like hurting other people. Like never said that out loud, but like I used to think about ways to slit a girl's neck. Like, cause so if somebody tries this or tries that then i'm just gonna girl i used to think of like if i just put a blade like how do i used to look up ways i mean and it wasn't a whole lot you could find in that space but how do i put a blade over here so if somebody comes up to me and says something to me this time then i'm just gonna slit a girl's neck i'm just gonna slit her neck like it wasn't me going i wasn't gonna hurt myself but it wasn't 
It wasn't out there like that. It yeah. wasn't like and it's people weren't right. Now. People weren't committing suicide in when I was younger. But I think it's just the norm, kind of becoming the it norm is. now. And I, that's why I was reading. They said it's the third leading um, cause of death amongst young people. And you never really heard people commit suicide then. No, when we were younger. No. I mean, but if every but you never seen right. kids coming to school shooting up the schools either. No, like no. I try to explain to her in that matter. Like even the fact is, if this little girl don't come, and like she don't hurt herself. How do you, because kids got so much access to knives and guns or whatever that looks like. You know what I'm saying? At home now. You know what I'm saying? How do you know that she ain't, y'all ain't got metal detectors. How do you know this little girl one day, because yesterday, you you took her to her limit. You took her to her limit and she tired of your shit. You know, so she decides to put her mama's gun in her backpack and she comes and she shoots you. That's what I try to explain to her. You don't know, like, what you're doing to her on a day-to-day basis. You know, if you're constantly messing with this little girl, you know, just saying things you think is planned, and she's not taking it in a playing way. But just to kind of play, like, the role, and I try to sit back and look because my husband seemed to think, you know, and he's trying to make it, you know, where he feels bad now because maybe she's just acting out. I'm not there. And she's acting out. And she may be angry. You know what I'm saying? Because she's not, she's still, it's new, still. So she's kind of getting used to where he's not there, you know. But I try to, t- you know, explain to him, even if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? She going to have to do it a different way. Now, she got to take can- canceling now, which is good. They make her, they're going to make her take canceling oh, really? in school. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because they have to report it to agencies now. I didn't know that. That's good. Yes. Because girl, of all the suicide. Because of all, because probably. it's becoming a really big thing now. So, like, when I had to go talk to administrators, they have to actually, they had to report it to agencies or whatever, and then she has to have canceling, like, set up canceling, which is great, you know, for her, because I think she needs to do canceling now, because it was a big change, you know what I'm saying? I was never the one to go up to schools. I was never the one that did the field trips. That wasn't me. You know, that was him. You know, he always took her to those places just because of my job. You know, so she may, in her mind, you know, she not getting that kiss at night that she got. You know what I'm saying? At night. And he was more of the, you know, not saying I'm not affectionate, you know, because I, I kissed her. But, you know, he was more of the, he set her on his lap. You know what I'm saying? And he kissed and he held her. And, you know, that was their thing. You know what I'm saying? She may be missing that and may be acting out, but... Whatever that is, we don't have to figure it out. Like, yeah, really, really quick. Yeah, you now. Yeah. And for me, I, I was never really bullied, but, like, a couple of people did try to test me in school, but I just fought them. And then, you know, when we had a fight, they left me alone. Well, see, and, that didn't always help, because I fought yeah. so many girls. See, and that helped for me. It, you know, the couple of people that did it, <laughs> it helped. I had yeah. fights. I, I had fights so much through middle school that they knew who I was before I even got to high school, because the principal didn't know who I was. Because my name was just talked about. And I finally got to probably about 10th grade and I stopped. I just started cussing people out. So what I learned at that point, which is where, where everybody sees now is this assertiveness is I learned to be louder and more assertive than the bully. So if we was in class and you said something to me, then I cussed you smooth the fuck out to the point that it embarrassed you that you even said something to me. So then you wouldn't say nothing else. So you kind of dealt with them in a different way instead of fighting and fighting them. You it was oh well, like no, purple. I fought them. I mean, but I got to it got to a point where nobody would even they wouldn't even like look my direction because I was the angry, pissed off. If you say something to her, she gonna cuss you out. Just leave her the fuck alone. Yeah, like I fought so much. My last fight was a girl who decided I was a sophomore, maybe I was a cheerleader at the time, who just decided the whole school knew I didn't. 
showed up to a basketball game and just decided that during halftime, she was going to fight me. I didn't know nothing about it. I had literally just previously seen the girl in the bathroom. Me and her was in the bathroom by herself at school today, like before, during that day. Like, you know, she's speaking to me like everything is normal. Everybody in the school knows this is about to happen. And, um, I'm in, I'm, it's halftime, you know, halftime. We go get food. We go get stuff. I'm a trillet or whatever. And all of a sudden this person hop up on the back of me and swings out of nowhere. I look around and at it's the just, game. At the game, it's people just surrounded around because everybody knew. Everybody knew but me. And at that point, I felt betrayed. I felt like fuck this school, fuck these kids. I don't. There is nothing. And had a gun been around at that time, not to say that it, I was livid. But see, that's what stuff like that it pushes and that's, kids. It does. And it and gets you, you to that point. And you just don't know like mentally where a kid is. And thank God that he's always kept me and he just said, you know what? What I'm gonna do is just, you know, she may be a little angry, but I'm gonna make her a little more assertive. So when people, you know, you can't test me now. Like you don't get that opportunity to test me. Like you don't get that you don't get too many times to to test me. You test me too much, I'm gonna fucking test you back. Because I started, had to start learning to just be a little bit more aggressive in spaces. And people started taking, you know, and as you get older, you can't necessarily be that person because it takes, it affects your job, it affects how you live, it affects all of that stuff. But it wasn't until I started doing therapy that I started connecting the dots like, oh, I actually started getting really angry around this time. And she was like, well, I just don't see that in you. I said, because I became really assertive. And so I just started saying what the fuck I wanted. Like, I, I didn't care. I didn't care how I felt about you. I didn't care nothing. I wasn't loving. I wasn't sweet. I wasn't nice. I wasn't none of that. And I graduated with them, said the kids. But they look at me now and be like, well, why don't you hang out with us? Fuck y'all. Yeah, and I think now, like, kids, they, they're dealing with more. So not only are they getting bullied at school, but it's cyberbullying. You know, y'all, exactly. you know, they're talking about Because you don't Facebook just stop, you know, and thank Snapchat. God. Yeah. Because I thought about, you know, I thought about that, too. Like, Text the blessing messages. is, I didn't have Facebook. Right. I didn't have Twitter. Exactly. It wasn't no Instagram. So I could only imagine how much further shit would have gone that just stayed exactly. at school. And then just think, okay, so, like, even, like, the fights, people picking on you and, and say, like, some of the kids are recorded because record. I hate and then they, and then they put that. it online and then like you embarrassed all over again and it's like not only are you getting it at school but now everybody online see everybody it. and it, it pushes you I yes. think it really pushes those kids to where they just they don't want to be here anymore yeah thank god back in the day that's what I'm saying it's so different now because back in the day and you wouldn't even think like in high school because I know one of my cousins got bullied all the time and I was like not you know again I was not like one of those kids to be bullied because I was probably more of the vocal like I wish you would you know, I was I was little too though, but I was just one of the ones. But I had a cousin that got bullied all the time. They used to every single year, I promise you, from middle school to we were seniors in high school and I'm not playing. They got off her bus stop every year and beat up like girls. Every single year. They used to see it go down the hall and just push her, bam, push her to the ground. Like even in high school. And I thought that was like so like listen, you gonna have to like you know, but because I was like what you don't uh, understand in that space is for one, I gotta get the bravery to push them back. I have to feel like I can be stronger than that person. And you never know what's going on with that person. And, you know, I wasn't always the most confident kid. Like I said, shit, I mean, I didn't have... When my mom and dad got a divorce, 
our finances dropped significantly. So I became kid, the kid that was flooding. I was the kid that my glasses weren't like they were supposed to be. My mama couldn't afford to get my hair done on a regular basis. Like, so it was already a confidence shift. My family dynamics shift. The, the fact that my mom was dealing with what she was dealing with, she didn't really deal with us very well in that space. All of that shifted. So you just really never know like that home life, what that looks you like. And don't. so you expected me to come back to school and be pushing people back. Well, I may not even be confident enough that I can push you back. But you know what? What it doesn't do, like even if you don't push back, maybe even tell somebody. And it's good that, you know what I'm saying? The little girl told somebody. But the fact of the matter is because it can turn real ugly. Because that's what I'm saying. When, when my cousin was getting bullied, you know what I'm saying? She she didn't have that voice. She never was that one that had that voice. But then she'll come tell us. And it turned ugly because come our senior year, they actually, we all out at a store. And we finna go on a senior trip. And they pulls up on, you know, and they, like, literally, they bullying her, like, right there in front of me. Like, we at this store. They like, it is about five or six of these girls. Like, tell them how, like, come on. You know, nah, nah. and they just talking noise. I'm like, just say something to them. You know, that's me. Say something to them. You know, if the girl... So it can be all out in the open and we can get this done with. She never says something. So they comes over to my car and it's like five or six girls. I'm in high school. You know, again, I was never the one that I'm going to allow you just to punk me. You know what I'm saying? So they all walking over to my car and this year was like a horrible year for us with these girls. So I always used to keep scissors in my uh, glove compartment. Girl, I grabs the scissors out. These they think they finna open up my car door and they finna hit me, girl. I end up stabbing one of the girls. End up getting in trouble. Got kicked out of school my senior year. Oh, I was girl. expelled. I hadn't got it, but I had been telling my grandma and telling my counselor that these girls had been messing with us like forever. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they didn't bully me, but they used to bully her. But it's the fact of the matter, I always let them know, like these people at school and my grandma and them know about these girls. So they kicked me out of school or whatever, but they allowed me to come back like on a zero to tolerance thing. And I end up have to go to like anger management classes and, you know, all that. But I end up getting to get graduate. But it was just the fact of the matter, like I can't sit here and allow y'all to keep bullying my cousin, I'm not going to get in it, but don't put me in it either. Like, y'all not going to come over and bring the drama to me, which could have got everybody in trouble. So, did they leave her alone after that? Hell no. They didn't? Man. I mean, because we couldn't say nothing to each other at school, period. Like, they put all of us on, like, a zero. I was, like, the only one that got expelled. You know what I'm saying? But they put all of us, like, on a zero tolerance list. You know what I'm saying? So the seniors basically really was like on a zero tolerance. You couldn't forget your ID. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to do everything the right way. Like they had me suspended for a little bit. And I got back. And, but then they kept messing with me. They didn't mess with her. I don't. I think they messed with her not to the point like they was pushing her down no more and all that kind of stuff. But they started messing with me. You remember they used to hide behind the job? Remember I got jumped at the job? Same girls. Okay, I didn't know that's who it was. Same girls. Like, okay. after I came out of work, they jumped me at work. They found me at the mall one time. I was happy to be in the shoe store. They jumped me at the mall. And this is after you stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, after yeah. you had already graduated. Girl, so it was like, no. You remember, that was my senior year. No, and like that. Yeah, yeah. That was my senior year. Girl, so... Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yes, girl. So, it was just like... So, eventually, my grandma was like, now, this is some bullshit. So, we put VPOs on all of them. I'm saying that sometimes you do have to... Because I've had to get to the point of putting... Like, we had to put a VPO on somebody. Yes. Like, you do get to that point, girl. It was games. I remember going to Sobo. And it would be like, oh, such and such is waiting on you. Waiting on me for what? 
So then I couldn't move around. So if the band director or somebody found out, then I got stuck sitting in the um, pews while everybody else could move around. It was, it got to that point that some kids and some people don't know when the fuck to stop. And you can say all day, go fight them. Like I said, you know how many fights I had? I was fighting Fighting, fighting for years, fighting, and that never stopped that person. I just know it helped me. You know, it so stopped. I think that that's the thing. Like we tell our kids, we'll yeah. fight back and say something back or do this or do that. Sometimes but sometimes that shit don't help. It don't. Sometimes you gotta call the police. Sometimes you gotta file a BPO. Sometimes some people's kids is ignorant as fuck, and they never catch it. And so I think when it comes to that space, like we. One need to be a voice for we need to be able to listen to our kids. When somebody your kid come home and tell you somebody bullying them, that go back and fight them shit. I think that only lasts for so long. Exactly. You know, I think there gotta be more to the go back and fight. Because if I'm fighting, because the other part about it is what happens when yo when yet when they mama and daddy just as ignorant as they kids. It's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And that happens. Yeah. So the kids bullying Cause they getting bullied at home or they just ignorant. So you trying to sit down and have a conversation at the school about what's going on and you can't even address what's going on because you can't, you can't even have a decent conversation with the adults in the situation. And that's the only reason I think I didn't, I didn't whoop her that night because I'm like, how can I go and say, Hey, don't be doing this. And then I'm still coming back with it with some type of active you know, violence. I'm like, I got to go about this a different way. And maybe she'll uh, take it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you need to watch this. You know what I'm saying? Because you, it, it, don't, it don't hit home until you actually see. Like, I couldn't imagine somebody, I told her, bullying you and you coming home and all of a sudden I go up, you know what I'm saying? I go in your room and you hanging from your closet. You got to realize, you know, you got to think what these parents would have to go through, what this kid would have, you know what I'm saying? You got to kind of, so I had to try to I mean, finagle so, it a different way with her. But the other part about it is we want to be like, you being a punk or you being, you know, you letting them bully you or you letting them da 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 But the fact that we're not there. And I think a exactly. lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, the schools aren't really stepping in the way that they need to be stepping in on some situations. Hey, no. You know, um, recent situation up at um, Kip, you know, with... Um, Crystal and her baby. You know, the girls is going back and forth, so they see it as equal combat because the girls are going back and forth, but the girls that are coming back at her is spraying stuff on her and they spitting on her. And t- I mean, some stuff, you know, it's one thing to be exchanging words. Yeah. It's another thing when you coming home with, from home with aerosol and you spitting on kids. And that's the and thing you know, schools got to realize because my baby said that she had already told the teacher the week before what she did. You know, say that her and the little girl, like the little girl told her to come to the playground and she was going to beat up, you know. So it was kind of where she was coming back. But again, she came back harder. But the fact of the matter is when they was having words with each other and they y'all already knew this for this is the second week going into it. Y'all didn't think at this point y'all should have called both of the parents and was like, let's have a conference where we could have smashed this from the beginning. Like, stop waiting because y'all think that this is just what little kids do. Right. Like, that makes no sense right. to me. Right. That's just, I don't care if it's just what y'all think. That's just what, and y'all thinking, hey, y'all just need to, y'all was friends. I don't know what's going on, but y'all need to figure this out. It didn't got to the point, evidently, where they can't figure it out. So, y'all need to pull a parent in it until it gets to the point where now, y'all didn't suspended my baby from school. And now, you know what I'm saying? Right. When y'all should have handled it last week. Right. Or the, uh, the conversations I've heard now is every kid needs to be bullied. 
No. Hell no. I haven't heard that. That's you crazy. haven't, like, people be like, oh, people taking bullying too. Everybody's been bullied. Every kid's been bullied. Uh, you don't think a, um, to a certain gay degree. They, they, say, say, that they say that, but, yeah. uh, you, you think know, a, that But the true. thing is, and I don't think that every kid needs to be bullied. The problem I'm not saying is, need to, I'm just saying have. I think that a lot of kids get bullied, and we all deal with things different. But we can't expect every kid to be able to deal with your home life that might be going a crisis, your school life that's going in crisis, and then you ain't got no friends sitting at school because that's the other part. You do realize that some kids, they will isolate the shit out of them. They do. They sit them. You sitting over there eating. They they come, they come and they bumping your shoulder. They It's all day long. And some some people, if I could only imagine if I went to work, and I'm an adult, and I went to work, and every day I got to work, with the day, moment I stepped into the door, from the time I left out that door, they was talking crap, bumping into me, spitting in my food, dumping over my food tray, stepping on my shoes, writing on my shit, leaving nasty notes. Hell, I quit. And I don't care if I had something to go back to when I did it. I would quit. Sure, not, not, yeah, so I think they just need to handle it. Mm. Step in a little bit more quicker to school systems than they have been. Or then they do. Yeah. Because I think that what the thing is that when we want kids to deal with, be able to deal in these situations and be able to be okay in them and always just fine, we don't have no problems. But then like what happens when you, it, it does escalate all the way to a kid bringing a gun to school. Exactly. Well, when I was talking, when I was up at the school um, last week, I was talking to the principal and he was saying that, that next school year, they're really going to focus on bullying. And you have a zero tolerance policy yeah. is what they said. I don't know what they're going to do or implement or but whatever. But the other issue with zero tolerance policies is they sometimes the school doesn't recognize the bully versus the person that's retaliating because they've been bullied. Exactly. So then what happens when your kid been getting bullied? The bully goes home and they ain't got a mama like Mika. And your kid goes home too because you didn't punish my kid as well. And then we come back, we haven't resolved anything. Because now you're saying that you're just as wrong for standing up for yourself yeah, as they is. were for saying something to you. And they yeah, both they, get suspended. Yeah, and they both get suspended. And they always want to say, well, tell the teacher what they do tell the teacher. Right. Exactly. And then when they when They, they didn't told you 10 times. Right. And I didn't even talk to you about it. But then, y'all, you suspend both of them. I don't, I don't agree with that policy I don't when either. they say that. When I, when I come in and said I, yeah. on so many occasions, y'all need to deal with this, y'all need to deal with this, y'all need to deal with this. And then my kid does what my kid can do. I was well, like, they tripped them and then they got up and hit them finally right. back. And now they both suspended. I don't right. agree with that. Well, I think it need to be more parents like you. You know, when, when the school called the parent, let them know that your kid is bullying and you know do things like yes. that but i think um so often the parent want to blame the school oh my kid didn't do this so my kid ain't like that they always want to defend their kid and you know your kid exactly you know your kid is is a bully or but if you ain't a parent that's actively involved in the, in in the education process and you're not actively involved in what's going on with your kid anyway or your kid just go home and they don't say nothing anyway but some parents are so quick to jump on the teachers versus jumping on oh, the kids. a lot yeah. of parents are yeah they're so they're so they not open-minded to, to hear nothing no about their kid my kid don't do that girl right. please you know your kid ain't at your kid act a certain way when they with you already anyway you know good and well they going back to school acting right. 10 times worse right right like no and i'm like you know she probably got in there and was probably they probably hadn't seen that kid ever because they like oh she vocal vocal, vocal. And every time i say something i say huh yes ma'am 
Girl, I was so, ooh, girl, she had me so hot in there. I was like, ooh, girl, they, they making me, I don't even know the kid they talking about. Now, I know you a little aggressive and a little bossy, but what kid is they talking about? Like, are you serious? Like, no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Girl, get it together. Yeah. Get I mean, but it's that empathy, compassion portion of things that kids are starting to lack. Yeah. That a lot of our kids don't have. And I don't know, like, how to give it to them. Because I've always said you can teach a person time management. You can't really teach a person how to be compassionate. Okay. They got they either got it or they don't. Ask our friend. She know. <laughs> <laughs> compassionate. No, friend. I do. Maybe not a lot, but I have some. You, know, you, you can't teach nobody that, can you? Dante? You cannot teach them. You're right. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah. I think we do definitely need to start... We call schools bad schools, but we expect teachers to parent. And we can't have them... They can't parent each and every one of the kids in the school. No. Because they and don't you can't know... Expect them right, to. and you can't expect them to. It's really a partnership. Right. And it has to be a partnership. You have to be able... And you can't go in every day saying, no, nah, my kid, I'm doing that. Yes. Because I'm sure your kid is. Exactly. <laughs> um but even if they aren't, then have that open dialogue back and forth and don't blame the teacher. Because exactly. the teacher dealing with your kid, that's the other part. It's just like, you know, we work eight hours at the day, so we spend more time at our jobs than we do at home. Yo, the teachers are spending more time with your kids during the week than you are with your own kids. Exactly. That's why parents need to give them more respect instead of cussing them out. Every time your yes. kid do something, you want to go cuss the teacher out. So... But anyway, it's been a good conversation. It has. Y'all got anything else for us? I don't know no. anything. Okay. Just appreciate everybody. Um, yeah, the support. You know, I just want to give a shout out to all the men that listen to us on a regular basis. That's true. Because um, we've actually had several different men actually inbox each one of us or send us some type of reach out to us in some type of way. You know, about the podcast. So I really appreciate that. You know, we probably get, we might get more support from our men than we do from it's our women. It's seeming like it. I know this week I've had, you know, some males, like, how do yeah. I get to it? And they've listened, like, it's bomb and, you know, just different stuff. So they, yeah. they're enjoying it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, I think sometimes um, y'all go, we, we see you. You know, I just want y'all to know we see you. We appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words, the text messages, the messages in our inboxes. We appreciate that. We talk back and forth to each other mm-hmm. all the time about it. Um, thanks for being there. The encouragement. Because if it ain't, I think the men have actually gave us more encouragement than, not saying that like, you know, but then the women. Because they have. Like, but they have to be honest. They have let's been, be real. Let's keep it real. Like, the men is the ones that's when we talk about somebody supporting some dreams. They the main ones that's like, y'all, y'all can do this. Yeah. Don't give up. So right. there's been them men out there that's really been pushing us. That'd be like, keep going, you know. Um, and you I see the vision. Like, right. Like, and, you know, this is y'all gonna blow be big. up. Y'all yeah, they, blow up. They you know, like yeah, this. they say yeah. a lot of, you know, this is going to be a successful venture. And I just think it's because men do a lot of dreaming. And so when they see you building on something that not necessarily other people can see, they understand the importance of being able to give you that encouragement that pushes you and keeps you going. Exactly. So I appreciate that. I, I truly appreciate that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, SeattleHipHopRadio.com. I'm going to say something to that one. Um, thank you 
for seeing our vision and seeing our dream and, and listening to us and seeing us as being valuable enough to put you put us on your platform. We do. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. I mean, a lot of people have stopped and been like, so how did that happen? I mean, and it's just somebody else who saw, who listened to us and said, they're valuable. I like them and I want to, I want to utilize them on my platform. And he didn't have to do that. He don't know us from a can of paint. Exactly. Like, he don't know us from nothing. We're going to make a trip though. We're going to make a trip to meet him. We are. Tony, we are going to make a trip to come meet you personally. Because we really appreciate everything. Yes. So um, every week he makes sure that, you know, he tags us in our statistics. He continues to keep letting us know what's going on. Um, he's play, He plays our stuff on his um, station every week, every Monday, every Friday, you know. And like I said, um, that that's invaluable because that's the exposure that we get every week that we didn't do anything special except exactly. for be ourselves. And um, so thank you, Tony, for that. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, like we said, we're on Seattle Hip Hop Radio every Monday and Friday um, at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, tune in to Seattle Hip Hop Radio. Seattle Hip Hop Radio is actually like a Pandora. Exactly. Because it's 24 hours. It is 24 hours. You get hip hop. You get us. You get um, hip hop music. You get other um, up and coming artists. You also get other platforms. Like, exactly. so there's other like um, show, radio shows and other like um, podcasts. Like, we're the first female, all female podcast on it. But I think there's a set of guys that are it on is. there as well. Um, so just support it. We always say we want something of our own. And then when someone gives us something of our own, then we fail to support it. So exactly. it can't stay and it can't sustain and it can't keep going. So I say listen to it. Download the app, you know, and listen to it from time to time. You know, um, it's like Pandora. So it's 24 hours, 24-7. You can listen to it um, all day. Or you can listen to it while you're working. You can listen to it while you're working out. Exactly. Um, on the way home, on the way to school, whatever, you know. So... Um, go ahead and do that. The, you can download the app on Android and um, all iPhones, iPads, tablets, because I have it on the iPad and my phone. Um, but so um, also we are on SoundCloud and YouTube. We are on SoundCloud and YouTube seven days a week. Somebody wanted me to correct that. I said every Sunday, but a new episode posts every yeah. Sunday to SoundCloud and YouTube. <laughs> um, but you guys, if you miss something, you want to go back, um, you can always go back and re-listen. Um, if you listen in at time, and because um, I know uh, Seattle Hip Hop Radio is live, so you can't re- you can't exactly. rewind that. But if you're listening on Seattle Hip Hop Radio and you catch it like in the middle of something and you want to go back and listen, we're on both SoundCloud and YouTube, so you can go back and listen um, from the beginning all the way through. Um, <clears throat> we are on all platforms, so... Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, it is Mocha Tea Podcast. On Instagram, it is Mocha Tea underscore podcast. And then for any inquiries, like I said, we've actually taken a lot of inquiries via text message, via our social media platforms. Um, we've had people post things on the social media pages. So if you have anything or if you just want to write out a long story to us. Okay. Mocha Tea the number 2018 at gmail.com. If you have something that happened in your life and you don't want to post it on any of the social media platforms and it's too long of a text to send, <laughs> go ahead and send it via um, email and we'll get that as well. Um, but um, we appreciate the support. Like I said, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who sees the vision, who sees the dream, who continues to push us and continues to encourage us. We appreciate that.
And we are out. Peace.